You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 60. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I'm here to coach you and teach you how to end your emotional eating and how to bust through those binges and leave all your overeating habits in the past. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Today we're going to talk about self-care, how to make it happen. So get comfortable and get ready to be coached. Let's dive right in. Now here are some of the things we're going to cover in this coaching session today. I want to talk to you about how you probably approach self-care right now, how you look at it, what you think about it. And then we're going to talk about in my opinion, how you really should approach self-care. And I'm going to help you understand why you should consider looking at it differently. Then we're going to go on to what it will actually take and what it will take for you to make this a part of your life. I have created a special worksheet to help you do exactly that. And it's called your love menu because self-care in my program is now called love. Eat, think, love. Love is the self-care piece of it. So at the end of this coaching session, be sure to go to the show notes and sign up to get that love menu worksheet. Now, I'm going to explain the worksheet to you, show you how to use it, and I'm going to help you know how to make it important so it actually happens. I'll give you your focus for the coming week and you'll be on your way. So let's get started. A couple of weeks ago, I used a gift card for a massage, something I don't usually treat myself to that often. But when I do, I love it. I really get lost in it. I enjoy every moment of it. It's a wonderful, wonderful gift. And I never understand why I don't do it more often. And the masseuse that was working on me said something very interesting that got me thinking. She said, After we finished the massage, she said, let's have a drink of water together. Let's both chug together. And she said, you have to replace the fluids that you lose when you get a massage and you want to eliminate a buildup of lactic acid. So I stood with her and I drank spa water, you know, water with lemon or orange slices in it that tastes delicious and it makes drinking water easier. And she said, if you have a drink of water every hour and you move your body every day and you get a massage once a month, you will never need to go to the doctor. And I laughed and she laughed. But when I left, I thought about it because what she was saying to me was her formula for self-care. Here is the bare minimum that you need to do to take care of yourself. And here's how we break it down. And it's very, very simple. And I thought, I don't always do those things. And I wonder if anybody else has a formula that works for them. So it started me thinking about how I could help you create your own formula for self-care. Does it have to include a massage? Of course not. Drinking water and moving your body would be a really nice part of it, but we'll get to that because everybody's approach and everybody's need for self-care is different. So here's how you probably approach self-care right now. This is what I hear from most of my clients. I don't have time for self-care. 
I'm not even on my own list. And I have so many things to do. When I finish them all, that's when I'll do nice things for myself. That's when I'll take myself for a walk or go on a little weekend trip or meet a friend for lunch. I don't deserve to do those things until I do what's on my list. I don't even know why I should do it. Life moves quickly. Why is it even important to do nice things for myself? Or maybe you approach it as you do certain things for yourself, but it's very random. Once in a blue moon, you'll get your hair done. Or once in a blue moon, if you're going on vacation, maybe you'll treat yourself to a pedicure. But there's no rhyme or rhythm to it. And certainly you're not doing anything on a regular, regular basis. If you're listening to me right now and you are, then I want to tip my hat to you because you are definitely in the minority. But keep listening anyway, because I'm going to show you how to make it a little more routine and a little easier to fit into your schedule. Why should you take care of yourself? Why should you do nice things for yourself? Especially if you're thinking, I'm not happy with my body right now the way it is. Why don't I wait until I get it to a better place and then I'll do something good? But here's my approach. Eat, think, love, a three-pronged approach. Eat is how to eat like a naturally slim woman eats or a naturally slim person eats, knowing when to start and stop. You all know that. Think is how to manage your mind. But the love part is the part that's missing for most of you. And that's where you tend to use food to give yourself love, to give yourself joy, to give yourself something that feels good after working so hard doing whatever you do in the world. So why should you give yourself love? Why should you find time and put yourself near the top of the list? Because that's what makes our life journey feel good, no matter what you're trying to achieve. The goal is to feel good now, feel good along the way, not when you get there. If you don't feel good now, getting there is going to feel like pushing that boulder up a hill. Really hard work. But if you find ways to make yourself feel good now, you will want to do what's right. You will want to eat right. You will want to stop eating when you've had enough. It won't be hard. It won't be a struggle. Now, many of you give yourself food as a way to make you feel good, right? It's your way to take care of yourself. It's your way to lessen a negative emotion, to get out of struggling with a thought that you can't get out of your mind. But you know that eating is a temporary, temporary fix. And as soon as you're done, the same old issues are there. They're not any better and possibly they're worse because now you have extra weight on your body. So food is pleasurable, but it's not really meant to take care of you. Self-care shouldn't be a random thing when you happen to get a moment and everything on your list is done. What I'd like you to consider is that just like we talked about Project You in one of the earlier podcasts, this is a piece of how you run your life, how you manage yourself. You plan it and then you make it happen. You learn what your needs are and you figure out a way to give them to yourself. Just like my masseuse was saying, if you drink every hour and move every day, get a massage once a month, that will make you feel good and healthy. 
Now that may not be your plan. And my plan has a little more to it than that. But the point is to learn what you do need and find a way to do it. And also stop resenting what you need to do for yourself. When we're kids, somebody takes care of us. They take care of most of our needs, right? They feed us, they give us shelter, they buy us clothing, they take us to school, they take us to the doctor. Basically, hopefully, what we need is taken care of. When we're adults, we're suddenly in charge, which is the good news and possibly for some of you, the bad news, because that means that you're responsible for your self-care, for making yourself feel good, making yourself stay healthy, giving yourself what you need. And that involves figuring out what it is you need in the first place. So this is why you should take care of yourself. And it's how you should take care of yourself in a planned way. It doesn't mean that it's rigid. It doesn't mean that it can't change every week, every day, every month, every season. It's up to you. You're the creator. But what it does mean is that you're committed to yourself. You're committed to making it happen. And commitment is one of the big things that it would take. What will it take? It takes commitment. It takes you knowing why you want to do it and figuring out how. It takes planning. Yes, it doesn't just happen. It takes sitting back on a weekend when you have a moment free and you make time to sit down and think, what can I put into my week that would make me feel good for no other reason than to satisfy one of my own needs. You also have to believe that you deserve it. You have to believe that just for being here, just for living in this world, that you deserve good things, good feelings, no matter what your weight is, no matter what your issues are, it doesn't matter. You deserve to be taken care of and you are the one to do it. You also have to understand the connection between the eating and the thinking and the self-care. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you will be looking to food for more pleasure than it's meant to give you. It's meant to give you momentary pleasure. It's not meant to take the place of true love in your life. What will it take? It will also take you blocking out time for yourself. It will take you asking, what are your non-negotiable needs? What do you need every day? You know, we all need food. We need sleep. We need alone time. We need connection. We need movement. We need so many things that are basic. If these foundational things are not taken care of, we're going to feel a gap. And if you're in the habit of eating when you feel uncomfortable, this is when you will turn to food and then it becomes a habit. So this is why I created the love menu. The love menu is a way to start collecting ideas, ideas about what you could do to show yourself some love on a regular basis. Some of them are little, some are big, some take a lot of time, some take no time at all. But I want you to get in the habit of deliberately going to this list, and I'll tell you how to fill it out, and asking yourself when you plan your week and you plan your food, and you plan the errands and the chores and all the personal things you need to do and the bills to pay, that you also say, okay, what am I going to put into my week for me? What would be fun? What would be relaxing? What would feel good? What do I need? So here's what I want you to start doing. This is a list where you will start collecting ideas. 
And here are some of the things on here. What do you need to do for yourself for comfort? Now, not everything will apply to every moment of your life, but if you start collecting things on this list, then each week you can go in there and depending on how you feel and what your needs are, you will find something. Instead of doing a search every week, you're collecting ideas that make you feel good. So what do you need for comfort? Maybe you need to curl up with your pet. Maybe you need to cuddle up with another human that you're close to. Maybe you need to take a nap. Maybe you need to sit and relax and look out a window at something pretty or peaceful. What do you need for pampering? What parts of your body need attention? Do you need to do your nails and your toes and your eyebrows and a facial? And all of these things sound expensive, but you can do some of them at home. You can do most of them at home. There are massage schools that need people to train on. And there are masseuses in training that will do very, very, very low cost massages. And they're really good and professional. So there's ways to take care of yourself at all different levels. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be expensive. What do you need to be healthy? Are you overdue for the dentist? Are you overdue for a mammogram? What do you need to pay attention to that you haven't been? Put that on your schedule for the week. Because if you're not taking care of the basics, nothing else will feel good. When you're not well, when you're not feeling healthy and energetic, nothing will feel good. What do you need to connect with others? Do you need to make some phone calls? Do you need to have some talks with people that are overdue? Do you need to make some dates? Are you waiting for everyone to remember that you're around and to come after you? If you're longing for connection, I urge you to take the first step and reach out and make dates, make plans, even if you're staying in with someone, even if you're watching a movie together, even if you're going out to tea together or coffee, even if you're exercising and you want to take a walk and meet a friend and walk together, there's so many different ways to connect. That could be short, they could be long, but connection enlivens us. Connection helps us be our best self when we're out in the world and we're not focused only on us and our problems. I want you to also think about whether you might need some alone time. Maybe most of your life is filled up with appointments and being in groups or crowds. Maybe you work in a team. Maybe what you're really hungering for is for the phone to not ring and for the computer to be off and to truly have some time to think. I want you to consider that a part of every single week. And that is getting comfortable with yourself, allowing yourself the time and space to hear your own thoughts. That's how you know what you need by allowing yourself to just feel what's going on for you and not to be rushing and so busy that you never hear what's going on until it's too late. So you might want to consider building some alone time in. Do you need to move your body? Are you moving your body now? What are you doing? Is there something different that you'd like to try? Think about the, all the different ways that you could come up with to build a little bit of movement in every day. And here's where I do agree with the masseuse. I do think that we should move every day, especially if you're sitting all day. If you have an active job, you already are moving. But if you're like most of us and you're sitting all day, 
How can you move your body even for a few minutes? Even if you're getting on the floor and stretching for five minutes, your body is important to you in so many ways. Let's not let it just get stagnant and stiff and inflexible. This is your job. And this is where I want you to remember that it's important to make this happen. You need to stop resenting what you need to do for you. This is for you. I want you to also think about, do you miss reading? Do you miss listening to music? When was the last time you looked at a piece of art just for the beauty of it? These are all things that you could fill in in your plan for the week. And I've listed about 10 and also there are a couple more on the list. But if you pick one or two a week, that would be an improvement probably over what you're doing now. So think about it and don't make everything on your list about you becoming better, smarter, thinner, or a better person or happier. It's not about self-improvement. It's just about giving yourself pleasure. So here's how to make it important. We can't just all agree that we need to take care of ourselves, right? Self-care is important. Here's some ideas of what you can do during the week. But in addition to that, what I really want you to do is make it a plan, make it part of Project U. Pull out your calendar, pull out your phone if you use a digital calendar or your computer, but I want you to put it in there. Why? Because we make dates with other people. We have a date and we show up. We rarely would disappoint someone else, but how often do you make a plan for yourself but then at the last minute, decide that it's not important enough. Something else is more important. Barring an emergency, I want these things in your calendar. I want you to commit to at least one little tiny nice thing every day and one bigger nice thing every week, just for you, just for pleasure, not for any other reason. And let me know how you're doing. I want you to make this commitment to yourself, but maybe let somebody else know what you're doing. Let them know what you're working on. Because when we commit to things and we talk about them, we're somehow more likely to keep our promise, even if it's just to ourselves. Here's what I want you to focus on for the week. Go to the show notes, definitely sign up and get this worksheet. And think of it as a collection that you're starting so that every time you're planning your week, you glance at this, keep it in your calendar, keep it with your to-do list, wherever it's good for you. But I want you to include self-care in how you think of your week from now on. And remember to go for the mix, short and easy, longer and more involved, a little bit here, a little bit there. And maybe commit to one thing this week. I would love to hear from you and tell me how you're doing with this. And I will be here to support you. We'll talk more about self-care because when we ignore it, the results are that we unconsciously try to find it in some other way and it usually doesn't work. It's not what we're meant to do. We're meant to give ourselves what we really need. So you know what your focus is. You know you're going to get the worksheet in my show notes And if you haven't already gotten my book, grab that too, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss. I hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on your emotional eating and your binge eating step-by-step until they both become something that you used to do. 
that is your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your coach, Cookie, and I want to remind you that as you search for answers, please keep it real, just like you. And I will see you back here next week.